Okay, today we come to the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22. We have made it to the end. <laughs> if you've been with us from the beginning at Matthew chapter 1, uh, I congratulate you, I, and I hope it has been as rewarding for you as it, as it has been for me. I hope these podcasts each day have spurred you on to dig deeper into the scriptures and to grow in your knowledge of them every day. Uh, but for today, our focus is Revelation 22. Um, in the podcast yesterday for chapter 21, I actually dipped into chapter 22 just a little bit to discuss uh, one of the things we see in the first five verses uh, that are still a part of that description of the new heavens and the new earth. So today we're going to focus on what we find in verses 6 through 21. It's pretty straightforward, but there are a couple of things worth considering in it. So let's take a quick look at it. Um, and let's think first about a, a theme that we have seen over and over and over again, especially in the writings of John, and that is the deity of Christ. The deity of Christ. In verse 8, John, uh, oddly, uh, falls down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed him the revelation that he had just been given. You know, I suppose having received such an overwhelming revelation, um, worship might have seemed at the moment to be the appropriate thing to do. Who knows? Um, the angel understandably puts a, a stop to it and, and gives John the, the, the right and reasonable command to, in verse 9, to worship God. Don't worship me. Worship God. And from that point on, it seems pretty clear that Jesus Christ is, in fact, God who is to be worshipped. We see this truth in a couple of different places. First of all, Jesus describes himself as being the Savior and judge over all that is, a prerogative that belongs to God alone. He says in verse 12, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. Notice he doesn't even say, I'm bringing my Father's recompense, but simply my recompense. Jesus is the one coming, and Jesus is the one who will reward and condemn as he sees fit. He will separate the sheep from the goats. But second of all, Notice how Jesus describes himself in this chapter. He describes his own eternal nature, an attribute possessed by God alone. He says it in a couple of different ways. First, he says in verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega are uh, the, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabets, like A to Z. Um, he's the first and the last over all things. He, and our lives, by contrast, are a mist according to James 4.14, or a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It's wise for us because of our finitude, according to uh, Moses in Psalm 90, verse 12, to number our days. Not so for Christ. Notice also he appears in verse 16, and he says of himself, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. He's not only the descendant of David uh, physically, Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, but he is also, as eternal God, the root of David. He is before David and brought him into being, as well as in time and in space descending from him in the incarnation. This is akin to Jesus telling the Jewish leaders in John 8, 58, before Abraham was, I am. They knew that Jesus was calling himself God, which is why they tried to stone him to death for saying it in the very next verse. Jesus makes clear his own assertions of deity in this final chapter of Revelation. 
Let's think secondly and finally about the seriousness of the salvation that he brings. That's the other truth that is pressed heavily in this chapter, how serious the offer of salvation is. The invitation is clear in verse 17. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires the water of life without price. That's a clear allusion to Isaiah 55, 1 and following, by the way. Jesus declared as blessed, in verse 14, those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. The city there is the New Jerusalem of chapter 21, which is uh, it was represented the church, the redeemed of the Lord. Blessed are those who are among the redeemed of the Lord, whose sins have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb, those who wash their robes. Those who neglect this great salvation will face a horrible judgment indeed. They are pictured in verse 15 as being outside the blessed state of the saved. And the seriousness of hearing this warning and heeding the invitation to come to Christ is emphasized further by the fact that Jesus twice twice states in certain uh, terms, verses 12 and 20, I am coming soon. Make certain that you know the Lord by faith in his Son so that you don't have to be among those, as we saw in, in chapter 6, who cry out to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. But you can be among those who confidently and eagerly cry out in the words of Revelation 22, 20, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And those are just a few thoughts from Revelation chapter 22. Just stay tuned on this podcast uh, for what's next. Um, more details will be forthcoming. Uh, we probably won't have, uh, at least in the near term, another daily podcast, but perhaps a weekly podcast uh, covering different topics. So stay tuned. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you who, who made it through this uh, New Testament challenge. And, I, and like I said at the beginning, I hope it spurs you on to, to dig deeper in the Scriptures for your own and grow in the knowledge of them every day. God bless.